Today is the 26th day of March. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It is great to be here with you moving moving rapidly toward the end of another month. But I'm super excited that we can spend today and every day, step by step, one day at a time, one step forward each and every day leads us on this journey and what a journey it has been so far and man what a journey it's gonna be Uh, there's so much out in front of us to see so i'm excited that we can be here together around the global campfire taking the next step forward we're reading from the new living translation this week deuteronomy five and six today And as I've mentioned a couple of times, Deuteronomy is these three discourses, the final uh, words of Moses. And we read the first one, we concluded it, and began the second talk today. And so that's where we're picking up. Deuteronomy 5 and 6. Moses called all the people of Israel together and said, Listen carefully, Israel. Hear the decrees and regulations I am giving you today, so you may learn them and obey them. The Lord our God made a covenant with us at Mount Sinai. The Lord did not make this covenant with our ancestors, but with all of us who are alive today. At the mountain, the Lord spoke to you face to face from the heart of the fire. I stood as an intermediary between you and the Lord. For you were afraid of the fire and did not want to approach the mountain. He spoke to me, and I passed his words on to you. This is what he said. I am the Lord your God, who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. You must not have any other God but me. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. You have six days each week for your ordinary work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your oxen and donkeys and other livestock, and any foreigners living among you. All your male and female servants must rest as you do. Remember, that you were once slaves in Egypt, but the Lord your God brought you out with his strong hand and powerful arm. That is why the Lord your God has commanded you to rest on the Sabbath day. Honor your father and mother, 
as the Lord your God commanded you, and you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely against your neighbor. You must not covet your neighbor's wife. You must not covet your neighbor's house or land, male or female servant, ox or donkey, or anything else that belongs to your neighbor. The Lord spoke these words to all of you assembled there at the foot of the mountain. He spoke with a loud voice from the heart of the fire surrounded by clouds and deep darkness. This was all he said at that time, and he wrote his words on two stone tablets and gave them to me. But when you heard the voice from the heart of the darkness, while the mountain was blazing with fire, all your tribal leaders and elders came to me. They said, Look, the Lord our God has shown us his glory and greatness, and we have heard his voice from the heart of the fire. Today we have seen that God can speak to us humans, and yet we live. But now, why should we risk death again? If the Lord our God speaks to us again, we will certainly die and be consumed by this awesome fire. Can any living thing hear the voice of the living God from the heart of the fire as we did and yet survive? Go yourself and listen to what the Lord your God says. Then come and tell us everything he tells you, and we will listen and obey. The Lord heard the request you made to me, and he said, I have heard what the people said to you, and they are right. Oh, that they would always have hearts like this, that they might fear me and obey all my commands. If they did, they and their descendants would prosper forever. Go and tell them, return to your tents. Would you stand here with me so I can give you all my commands, decrees, and regulations? You must teach them to the people so they can obey them in the land I am giving them as their possession. So Moses told the people, You must be careful to obey all the commands of the Lord your God, following his instructions in every detail. Stay on the path that the Lord your God has commanded you to follow. Then you will live long and prosperous lives in the land you are about to enter and occupy. These are the commands, decrees, and regulations that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you. You must obey them in the land you are about to enter and occupy, and you and your children and grandchildren must fear the Lord your God as long as you live. If you obey all his decrees and commands, you will enjoy a long life. Listen closely, Israel, and be careful to obey then all will go well with you, and you will have many children in the land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. 
Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. The Lord your God will soon bring you into the land he swore to give you when he made a vow to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It is a land with large, prosperous cities that you did not build. The houses will be richly stocked with goods you did not produce. You will draw water from cisterns you did not dig, and you will eat from vineyards and olive trees you did not plant. When you have eaten your fill in this land, be careful not to forget the Lord who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. You must fear the Lord your God and serve Him. When you take an oath, you must use only His name. You must not worship any of the gods of neighboring nations. For the Lord your God, who lives among you, is a jealous God. His anger will flare up against you, and He will wipe you from the face of the earth. You must not test the Lord your God as you did when you complained at Massah. You must diligently open the commands of the Lord your God, all the laws and decrees He has given you. Do what is right and good in the Lord's sight, so all will go well with you. Then you will enter and occupy the good land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors. You will drive out all the enemies living in the land just as the Lord said you would. In the future, your children will ask you, what is the meaning of these laws, decrees, and regulations that the Lord our God has commanded us to obey? Then you must tell them, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with his strong hand. The Lord did miraculous signs and wonders before our eyes dealing terrifying blows against Egypt and Pharaoh and all his people. He brought us out of Egypt so he could give us this land he had swore to give our ancestors. And the Lord our God commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear him so he can continue to bless us and preserve our lives as he has done to this day. For we will be counted as righteous when we obey all the commands the Lord our God has given us. Luke 7, 11-35 Soon afterward, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain, and a large crowd followed him. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gates. The young man who had died was a widow's only son, and a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it, and the bearers stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. And the dead boy sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Great fear swept the crowd, and they praised God, saying, A mighty prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people today. 
and the news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding countryside. The disciples of John the Baptist told John about everything Jesus was doing. So John called for two of his disciples and he sent them to the Lord to ask him, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting? Or should we keep looking for someone else? John's two disciples found Jesus and said to him, John the Baptist sent us to ask you, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting? Or should we keep looking for someone else? At that very time, Jesus cured many people of their diseases, illnesses, and evil spirits, and he restored sight to many who were blind. Then he told John's disciples, Go back to John and tell him what you have seen and heard. The blind see, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And he added, God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. After John's disciples left, Jesus began talking about him to the crowds. What kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see? Was he a weak reed, swayed by every breath of wind? Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? No. People who wear beautiful clothes and live in luxury are found in palaces. You looking for a prophet? Yes, and he is more than a prophet. John is the man to whom the scriptures refer when they say, Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way before you. I tell you, of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John, yet even the least person in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. When they heard this, all the people, even the tax collectors, agreed that God's way was right, for they had been baptized by John. But the Pharisees and experts in religious law rejected God's plan for them, for they had refused John's baptism. To what can I compare the people of this generation? Jesus asked. How can I describe them? They are like children playing a game in the public square. They complained to their friends, We played wedding songs and you didn't dance. So we played funeral songs and you didn't weep. For John the Baptist didn't spend his time eating bread or drinking wine. And you say he's possessed by a demon. The Son of Man, on the other hand, feasts and drinks. And you say he's a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and other sinners. But wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it. Psalm 68, 19-35 Praise the Lord. Praise God our Savior. For each day He carries us in His arms. Our God is a God who saves. The Sovereign Lord rescues us from death. But God will smash the heads of His enemies, crushing the skulls of those who love their guilty ways. The Lord says, I will bring my enemies down from Bashan. I will bring them up from the depths of the sea. 
You, my people, will wash your feet in their blood, and even your dogs will get their share. Your procession is come into view, O God, the procession of my God and King as he goes into the sanctuary. Singers are in front, musicians behind. Between them are young women playing tambourines. Praise God, all you people of Israel. Praise the Lord, the source of Israel's life. Look, the little tribe of Benjamin leads the way. Then comes a great throng of rulers from Judah and all the rulers of Zebulun and Naphtali. Summon your might, O God. Display your power, O God, as you have in the past. The kings of the earth are bringing tribute to your temple in Jerusalem. Rebuke these enemy nations, these wild animals lurking in the reeds, this herd of bulls among the weaker calves. Make them bring bars of silver in humble tribute. Scatter the nations that delight in war. Let Egypt come with gifts of precious metals. Let Ethiopia bring tribute to God. Sing to God, you kingdoms of the earth. Sing praises to the Lord. Sing to the one who rides across the ancient heavens, his mighty voice thundering from the sky. Tell everyone about God's power. His majesty shines down on Israel. His strength is mighty in the heavens. God is awesome in his sanctuary. The God of Israel gives power and strength to his people. Praise be to God. Proverbs 11, 29-31 Those who bring trouble on their families inherit the wind. The fool will be a servant to the wise. The seeds of good deeds become a tree of life. A wise person wins friends. If the righteous are rewarded here on earth, what will happen to wicked sinners? Okay, let's look at what Jesus is talking about today in the Gospel of Luke, but let's start at, at the end of what he was saying and just kind of work our way backwards and, and look at this. The final thing that Jesus spoke in our reading today is this. But wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it. And we've spent time on our journey this year talking about wisdom, wisdom from the book of Proverbs, this voice, this feminine voice that tells us that she's a companion of God and was there from the, from the very beginning of creation and was delighted at all God had made. And we've also explored Jesus in some of the different ways that he was known, like he's our savior. Like we, we look at him a certain way because we have an understanding of him. But as he was just coming into his ministry and moving around the countryside, how did people look at him? They looked at him as a prophet, which we saw in our reading today, like a, a major prophet, as well as John, like 
God was speaking to them again. Uh, But he was also known as a wisdom teacher. And we've talked about that. And it's borne out in the way that he uses parables to sort of get around the facade of things, like to strip away the mask of a thing so that what's really happening can be revealed. So in our reading today, Jesus is talking specifically about wisdom. Wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it. In other words, if you're going to walk the path of wisdom, then that's going to be born out in your life. You're going to become wise, which will change the way you do things. Why did Jesus make that statement, though? Working backwards, he was commenting on the generation that was around him. How do I describe this generation? How do I describe the state of the world that I am in? They're like children playing a game in the public square. They complain to their friends, we played wedding songs you didn't dance. We played funeral songs you didn't weep. John comes and he doesn't eat bread or drink wine and then you'd call him demon-possessed. I come and I feast and I drink and you say, I'm a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it. Jesus is, in effect, making a commentary on the generation, saying, You are never satisfied. John comes looking like a prophet of old. He's got the right clothes, like the whole nine. He looks the part. You think he might be a prophet, but then you're not happy with that because he's crazy and you call him demon possessed. So then I come looking much more normal. And you, you're not happy either with that. Like God's coming to you and you're missing it because you're never happy with what you have. That's kind of Jesus' commentary on the generation of his time. But, but how, different, how different is this time? Like we have an incredible amount of technology and knowledge and awareness and the ability to move about the earth and transport our, like we can do things that they, they wouldn't have been able to get their minds around. But is it any different? We're never satisfied. But why was he saying all that? Working backwards, it was because John's disciples came to him, sent by John, asking Jesus if he's the one or not. That's why he comments on the generation And that's why he speaks of wisdom. Because he's basically like, what kind of a question are you asking me? Am I the one or should you be looking for someone else? Don't you, like, are you unclear about what's happening here? The blind see, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cured, the deaf hear. The dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. So basically, it's like, uh, what else do you need to know? This is exactly what the prophets said would happen. This is exactly what's being fulfilled. What kind of a question is it? Are you the one or should we be looking for someone else? They wanted somebody to come along and defeat the Roman Empire by a mighty 
act of God. Instead, God came and said, there's a way to be in this world no matter what is going on, no matter how oppressed you might feel. There is a whole world within you. It's called the kingdom of God. That's where it is. And when it's within you, it can't help but spill out of you. But you're never satisfied. You got it backwards. You're hearing the wedding songs, but you're not dancing. You're questioning everything, even though it's right in front of your face. But wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it. So Jesus, we invite you into that. It, it's, it's at times when you can see it, when you can see that the heart of man is kind of an unchanging thing and that we're just wearing different clothes now, but our dissatisfaction and our unrest is the same. And so you may say of the generation that we are living in now, the same things that you, would, that you spoke of the generation when you were ministering here. And one of the things that you continually, continually reveal in the Gospels is that it's all right here. If you have eyes to see, like, it's all here. What we need to, to move about the world and navigate in collaboration and covenant with you, we have it. We just keep thinking that we don't, but we do. And wisdom shows that path to us. And we acknowledge once again that she's at every crossroads. And so often we are just blowing through every choice, just dissatisfied in everything that we're missing, that you are indeed at work in us. It is a slow process. It's called sanctification. It's a process. And the process isn't really going to build up anything without a solid foundation and so often we're trying to put the roof on without the foundation of our lives so come holy spirit we hear your words as if they were spoken to john like look at what i'm doing in the world look at what you are seeing if you have eyes to see you can see that this is going on and it has always been going on so come, Holy Spirit, and give us eyes to see and ears to hear. And I don't know how many times we've asked for that. And I don't know how many times we will ask for that. We'll keep asking. We'll keep knocking. We'll keep seeking. Give us eyes to see this kingdom within and among us. We pray in your mighty and holy name. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website, its home base. It is indeed where you find out what's going on around here. And it's, I mean, what's going on around here in the world can be scary, but what's going on around here around the global campfire, this is exciting because uh, for the next uh, little, little over a week, there's an additional program along with the Daily Audio Bible. So the Daily Audio Bible is here nonstop every day, seven days a week, but as a gift 
from my publisher, Nav Press, as a gift from myself, as a gift from the Daily Audio Bible from which all of this sprang, we are releasing the book Sneezing Jesus free, the audio edition of the book free, one chapter a day as we go through this time, because there is plenty of mm, overwhelming, scary news. This is the good news. It's an exploration of Jesus' life and the awareness that this kingdom, like the good news that, that, that we take for granted, it spread like a virus. It spreads from person to person. So it's poignant for these times. So uh, we started yesterday and uh, kind of went through the, the prologue, the premise of everything in, in the chapter called Advent, this beginning story of why Jesus came and how Jesus came. Today we're releasing the, a chapter called Backward, which in many ways uses the Sermon on the Mount as a backdrop for what Jesus was sharing, like this, this idea of eyes to see and ears to hear that we've been talking about all year because Jesus says it all of the time is ultimately an invitation to open your eyes and realize that you're living almost backward to how you were created. Like the whole world is almost backward to the way it was intended to be. And so that is available, right? Along with your feed, right? Where you get the Daily Audio Bible, right? In the Daily Audio Bible app, it's there. For your encouragement and I, I have found encouragement in it. I mean it's been a while since I wrote that book so it's been a while since I read that book and when you write a book you read that book like 150 times so it's been you know uh, some time has passed since then and so to reacquaint myself with these themes and these messages especially now has even encouraged I've encouraged myself uh, not, not because of the way I wrote things, but because of what, what was said. And uh, uh, we're making it available, giving it to you. And you might find encouragement in this time. So take advantage of that. And uh, my prayers are that God would ignite. I mean, when this book was published, we talked about it like the sneeze heard around the world. Man, is that appropriate for now? So check that out. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. There's a link on the homepage. It just lives there. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, Three seven one seven four, and as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, uh, you can hit the hotline button in the app, which is the little red button at the top, or you can dial eight seven seven nine four two four two five three, and that is it for today. I'm Brian. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow.
This message is for Travis. Travis, my name is Kiwani Cotton. I'm actually calling into our DAB family in regards to your son, Brady. I understand that Brady is dealing with some seizures. I want to let you know that as a mom um, of a son that is now nine, but from the years of one to four, our son had been dealing with several different stages or different types of um, seizures and no one could pinpoint or tell us why our son was dealing with those seizures. Our son was in and out of the hospital weeks at a time um, to the point where the hospital knew us and who we were, but they took very good care of my son when he was in the hospital. Travis, I want to let you know that God is a healer. Our son has been seizure-free for the past five years. He has not been on medication. He has not had any signs of any seizures in any of those seizures that he's dealt with. And it's only by the grace of God. So, Travis, I just want to let you know that God is able. God can heal. God is amazing. God is so amazing for the things it is that he can do. If you hear in the background, that's my son. He's on his game. But I just want to tell you right now to trust God, continue to keep praying, continue to be, continue to keep trusting God. And when the doctors want to continue to keep medicating Brady or putting him on different medications, ask questions, even get a second opinion, because that's what we did as well. So, Travis, I want to let you know that my family will be praying and continuously praying for your family as well as Brady's family, as well as Brady, um, that God will heal him that God will definitely touch his body and that God will deliver him set free of this 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 disease. Uh, we're praying for you. We love you. God bless. I'm calling in response to Asia who called in on the March 22nd Sunday edition. Asia, I love you, sister. I feel so bad hearing you talk about feeling scared or upset about people looking at you because you're Asian during this coronavirus. I don't understand the racism going around right now. I don't see Asian people as being the reason for this virus. I think that's just ignorant. We were in McDonald's a week ago and there was one lady up at the counter as I was passing by getting my husband a drink and she was Asian uh, descent of some kind and she was talking on her phone and she wasn't talking English but you know I just wanted to give her a big hug and I was afraid to do so because one she was already on the phone and two I thought I'd scare her but I just inside my heart I just wanted to give her a big hug because I know that there is bad things going on right now with everybody and this virus and I had already seen online that there are many young Asian men who have been beat up over this and I, I just feel for everybody who is Asian, regardless whether they're Chinese or Vietnamese or Taiwanese or Japanese, whatever. This, there's no need for this. So Asia, please hang in there and know that we have your back. We love you, sister. And I hope, first off, that this virus is soon gone. We all need to pray. All of us Christians need to stand together. Well, my time is almost up, and I just wanted to call and let you know I love you. This is Kiki in Arizona, otherwise known as Lola Marie. Bye. Hello, this is Duncan from Fredericksburg, Texas, and I just feel like praying. Abba Father, right now, there's a lot of blame going around. I hear 
the major media blaming the president. I hear people blaming others because they're a they are Asian, Chinese, Korean, whatever. I hear others blaming the virus on this and that. And yet blaming does not solve anything, Jesus. It only creates more anger and panic. And then I hear the news and I get sick of all of that negative news. And I decided I'm not going to hear but maybe one newscast a day until there is hope on the horizon and a breakthrough. And that's what we're praying for, Lord, a breakthrough. And I'm praying for, Lord, that people will quiet down and stop blaming and start trusting in you. Lord Jesus, I am totally blind. I'm a widower right now, and I deal with being in my own apartment. But I thank you for a church family, Father. And yet I pray also, Lord, that this, the day will come when we can hug and handshake again because there's healing power in a hug and a handshake. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the, the online church. I thank you, Lord, for people who give up, get, up, get groceries for us. And Lord, but there's also the impact that, is, that all of this has had on work. I'm a musician, I'm a pianist, and I play at various local places and they're closed and nursing homes won't let me in and they're, they, they're off limits. Father, we need work. And Father, I just uh, come to you. Yes, you meet our needs, and I thank you for that. But Lord, I am praying, Lord, for the scourge to be lifted, only so that people can have their lives back again, and for others to come to trust you, Jesus. I come to you now. Thank you, Lord, in your precious name. We lean on it heavily, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The AB family, this is Linda from Ontario, Canada. I am a first-time caller, but my husband Andrew and I have been listening since 2006 after being introduced by our good friends. Shout out to Rod and Kirsten. All your voices, old and new, are precious. Brian, thank you. No one reads the Bible like you do, and your commentaries and insights are ever so helpful. Family, my sweet love Andrew went home on September 30th. It's been almost six months now that my heart has been mourning, and I must say Jesus is victorious over death. My family, friends, and community have been covering me with prayer and support, and it's been incredibly overwhelming how our Father's hand has been holding me up. He is so faithful. Family, you too have been instrumental in his love. You have supported me without even knowing I'm here. I listen every day, multiple times some days, as I fall asleep or can't sleep or wake up through the early hours. My family is always there with encouragement and hope. Thank you, Jesus. I've been hiding in the sidelines, but there is a mission ahead. I'm not a widow, I'm a warrior. And warriors are on the front line. Dabbers, Jesus has already won, but we need to join collectively as warriors must. We need to fight for the things that touch each of us individually, but most importantly now, we need to come together and fight. For our non-believing family members, friends, neighbors, countries, nations, governments, the entire world, Let's join together this worldwide community and pray for all eyes to see and hearts that would turn to Jesus. Second Chronicles 7.14 If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sins and heal their land. Thank you, Jesus. My Dabber family, I love you. Linda from Ontario, Canada. Hey, Dabbers, this is Gavin from Gander, Newfoundland, Canada. Uh, today Saturday, March the 21st. I want you guys to pray for my brother especially and the rest of our family. My sister-in-law passed away this morning, very unexpected. We have no idea what happened. She was only 27 years old. 
and my brother. I'm, I'm a very firm believer in praying for others by name. So my brother Garrett has now left a single father of three. He has a six-year-old named Elvis who is really going to need prayer with this. And he has a two-year-old named Clarissa and a one-year-old named Elvis. Sorry, a one-year-old named Zacchaeus. It is a very hard time for them. My brother feels very empty right now. And he's told our pastor that he feels hopeless and feels like he's just giving lip service to his son. He's afraid that that's going to trickle down. He, he really is afraid that it's not going to weigh. So pray that the Lord will give the family comfort. And he, my brother will speak these words that he knows to be true with conviction and just not feel the air lip service. Thank you very much, Davers. Your support is greatly appreciated. Thank you. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who forms light and creates darkness, who makes peace and creates all things. Father, you are sovereign, and we praise you, and we bless you, and we thank you for the blessings that you give us, Lord. We thank you that your sovereignty also includes your grace, your mercy, your love, your peace, your hope, Lord God. Father, these are interesting times to say the least lord i just uh, want to lift up uh, all of our shepherds that you have given us lord may you uh, continue to bless them as they lead us as they as they protect us lord as a shepherd does as they protect us from the wolves oh lord our god by giving us your word father we thank you for your teachers we thank you for those you have set in government, for no man is in government that you haven't put there, Lord. And we just pray that you give them supernatural wisdom during this time, O oh Lord my God. Father, I lift up those who are uh, suffering in this time. I'm, I think of um, the caller who said that she was Asian. Lord, forgive us for the behaviors that we exhibit to our fellow man. Father, I just lift up all those who are struggling uh, with mental illness at this time. Father, give us clarity and remind us that fearing you is the beginning of all wisdom, Lord. And, remind, and thank you for reminding us that fearing you is knowing and resting that you are loving, kind, and merciful. Father, we just 